Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's update on the Alberta wildfires. Uh, we will begin with an update from Mike Ellis, Minister of Public Safety and Emergency Services, followed by Bree Hutchinson from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, and Melissa Story from Alberta Wildfire, and then take some media questions. Minister, go ahead. Thanks very much, and good afternoon, everyone. I want to start by once again thanking everyone who is working around the clock right now to protect our communities. I want to, those who have those who have been impacted by the fires and forced to evacuate the communities that you call home to know that Alberta is here for you. While the dangers from wildfires in the province persist, there is some positive news on the weather front. Some isolated thunder showers in central to northwest the boreal uh, have helped cool down some fires in the region. And while areas like uh, high level have not seen the precipitation that we're hoping for. Uh, leading to more fire activity than other places. The general picture uh, going forward this week is looking uh, good with some more showers that are to be expected. This is much needed and positive news uh, for evacuees from areas like Edson and Fort Chippewan who remain out of their homes. Now for some uh, information for Edson evacuees. Uh, folks uh, from this area who have registered with the province now qualify for the emergency evacuation payments. The Alberta Support Centre in Hinton has uh, extended hours to support evacuees from Edson and Yellowhead County. Any Albertan who has been evacuated under the mandatory evacuation order from their primary residence for seven days or more can apply for a one-time emergency evacuation payment to help uh, during the duration, uh, uh, of course, during this very difficult time. Even residents who have uh, returned home after being evacuated for a short period and then re-evacuated again are still eligible if they've been out of their homes for seven days total. Applications are open for you know, 30 days after the last mandatory evacuation order ends, but eligible evacuees are encouraged to apply as soon as they are able. We've seen a lot of uptake on the emergency evacuation payments since the announcement of the one-time emergency financial assistance for evacuees. More than 19,500 applications have been processed. More than $24.5 million in e-transfers have been sent to evacuees, and more than $9.5 million in debit cards have been distributed. You can visit www.alberta.ca slash emergency or call 310-4455 for information on supports, including evacuation payments. At the start of these uh, wildfires, uh, we made a commitment uh, to the impacted communities that the support would be there during these difficult times. We're proud of that to continue support for Alberta and, of course, Alberta families. On the subject of evacuations, since the 2023 wildfire season began, approximately 35,000 Albertans have been evacuated from their homes or communities. As of this morning, 14,046 evacuees are still out of their homes. As communities uh, work uh, towards re-entry, uh, we continue to ask residents to please be patient uh, and that they do not return until contacted by their local authority. Uh, staggered re-entries uh, help uh, reduce uh, traffic on the highways and allow for a safe return. We also ask that those who need to travel, uh, whether because of uh, evacuations uh, or for other reasons, should check 511 for, for information on road conditions and closures. And we recognize that wildfires are very taxing on the mental health of everyone involved. Uh, if you are struggling with your mental health, 
uh, please know that there are supports available to you. A number of uh, different uh, helplines and services are uh, uh, ready and waiting to assist you, and you only need to reach out. So please call or text the word uh, INFO to 211 or visit albertahealthservices.ca to be connected to the digital or local support services near you. We're putting the resources and funding needed uh, into ensuring that uh, every Albertan affected by this emergency has the supports that they need. Now, before I do wrap up, I just want to take a moment to remind uh, all Albertans, uh, those already directly impacted by the fires and those who uh, remained uh, concerned observers, that we are still very early in the wildfire season. It seems hard to imagine, uh, but uh, we're only uh, two and a half months into a seven-month period, uh, stretching out until the end of October. Uh, this could be a long and challenging summer, so let's please, let's, let's all commit to staying focused uh, on the priorities of fighting these wildfires and protecting human lives. Let's all do our part to support these efforts, and that includes being mindful of uh, the fire risks and, uh, and, and uh, exercising extreme caution around any activities that might start uh, new fires or make the current situation even worse. So long as the situation remains volatile, uh, we must remain vigilant. Uh, visit alberta.ca slash be prepared for information on how to prepare for evacuation. Uh, thank you uh, for this continuing effort uh, to prevent the wildfire situation from getting any worse. Uh, we will get through this together, and we are here, of course, to support you. I'll now invite uh, Bree Hutchinson uh, from the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to provide an update. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Though the emergency situation has started to improve in some areas of the province, the wildfires are still having a significant impact in many communities. The Provincial Emergency Coordination Centre is at Level 3, with eight states of local emergency and five band council resolutions. The total number of evacuation orders currently stands at six, with three reception centres open for affected areas. I'm sure many of you have questions about the most recent evacuation orders in Yellowhead County, including the town of Edson. We understand how incredibly stressful the situation is for folks in these communities that have been evacuated more than once. We're also very grateful to the communities of Edmonton and Hinton that have once again offered support to evacuees during these ex exceptional events. I want to once again remind all residents who are evacuating to register at the nearest reception center or online, even if help is not immediately needed. Registering not only makes it easier to get help and resources to evacuees, it also makes it easier for officials to reach residents with important updates and information. For those in a community on evacuation alert, take the time to get prepared in case you must leave. The situation can change quickly and an evacuation order could come at any time with little or no warning. Being prepared to leave at a moment's notice is vital. Pack an emergency kit that will last for a week or more with essential items like medications, identification, a first aid kit, flashlights, batteries, non-perishable food, cash, and clothing. These supplies should be kept in an accessible location and be ready to go. We also urge people to have a plan in place to stay, touch with, stay in touch with loved ones as well as a plan for their pets. Alberta SPCA peace officers can assist with pets and can be reached at 1-800-455-9003. Evacuated farmers and ranchers should call the Wildfire Resource Line at 
310-4455 with questions regarding livestock. To protect yourself and others, stay informed. And please make sure the information is from trusted and verified sources. Download the Alberta Emergency Alert app and pay attention to emergency alerts. Listen to local news updates and follow your local authority social media accounts and other notification methods. As the minister pointed out, the fire season is really just beginning, and there's a lot of potential for fires ahead of us. As we move into the summer, this is the time to continue to be cautious and aware of the fire situation around the province. Albertans can help by staying informed, following fire bans, listening to local officials, and having an emergency plan in place. Thank you, and I'll now turn things over to Melissa from Alberta Wildfire for more information on the provincial wildfire situation. Thank you, Bree. There are 76 wildfires in the forest protection area. 24 of those are out of control. So far this year, we've responded to 632 wildfires, burning more than 1,385,000 hectares. We saw active fire behavior on a number of wildfires across the province over the weekend. The Pembina complex, which is burning closest to the town of Edson, grew approximately 70,000 hectares from Friday to Saturday. Thankfully, it hasn't grown any closer to town. It is now estimated at 204,284 hectares in size. It remains two kilometers south of Edson. Firefighters had better access and assessment of this wildfire yesterday. They are working on containment lines along Highway 16 and 47. There are over 200 wildland firefighters from Australia, South Africa, and across Canada working on this wildfire. The Fort Chippewan fire, known as the Rocky River wildfire, is still burning out of control. It is approximately 52,542 hectares. This wildfire also showed growth on the north side of the fire over the weekend, but remains 7 kilometers from Fort Chippewan and 4.5 kilometers from Allison Bay. Most of the forest protection area has seen elevated wildfire behavior over the last few days. Anytime we see extended periods of hot, dry conditions, the wildfire danger will grow along with the wildfire behavior. However, we are expecting to see some reprieve this week. Tomorrow, a low-pressure system will bring widespread rain into the province that should extend into Wednesday. Temperatures are expected to decrease and humidity will increase, which will help firefighters responding to these wildfires. Alberta will also welcome 100 firefighters from Costa Rica and Chile tomorrow. This is the first time these firefighters will come to Canada and assist with wildfires here. On Thursday, we are also expecting to have 200 additional firefighters arrive from South Africa. The elevated fire activity serves as a reminder that we are still in wildfire season and there are many months ahead of us. A fire ban and off-highway vehicle restriction remain in effect for the northern parts of the province and a fire restriction is still in place for the remainder of the forest protection area. I want to take the time to thank Albertans for helping to prevent wildfires by listening and complying with the current fire bans and restrictions in place. The latest wildfire information can be found on our interactive map or on the wildfire status app. Thank you. And we will now move to the media Q&A. Uh, we're going to start with uh, reporters here in the room. Just a reminder for those on the line to press star one to join the queue. Um, we'll do, if you can please state your name and outlet, um, and then we'll do one question and one follow-up. Yeah, we'll start here in the room. Yeah. 
David Wasik with CTV News, Edmonton, for Minister Ellis. There was a bad crash uh, on the southeast edge of Edmonton this weekend. Three people died. Uh, Tesla, at what we're told, uh, traveling at excessive speed. The chief was asked, the police chief here in Edmonton was asked, what could be done to alleviate crashes like this. He said that uh, there needs to be the ability to seize vehicles at speeds of 50 kilometers or over the posted speed limit. Your thoughts on that, whether it could be a possibility here, and if not, why not? Yeah, the chief has actually uh, raised that uh, issue um, with us during the last uh, legislature. Um, you know, what I committed to the chief is that we would certainly look into that um, as, a, as a possible option. Um, I can tell you, as somebody that has been uh, personally to uh, horrific uh, car accidents uh, where speed has been a factor, um, where other elements have been a factor, um, they have absolutely devastating effects on um, uh, the lives of not only the people directly involved, but certainly the people indirectly involved. So, um, you know, one thing I did commit to the chief, and I believe I made a commitment to the Alberta Association of Chiefs of Police, is uh, to take a, take a look at that and, and see what options are available from a legislative perspective. So uh, thank you for raising that. Did you have a follow-up, David? No. Okay. Uh, operator, can you put through our first caller? Thank you. The first caller is Nicole Weisberg, CTV. Hi there. I just wanted to ask whether um, there's any consideration being given to changing the payment program uh, to possibly give more money to evacuees or, you know, now that we're seeing people being evacuated again, possibly changing the program to, I guess, reflect how long people are actually out of their homes as opposed to just the one-time seven-day minimum. You know, who knows how long these evacuations could last through the summer. Uh, well, I mean, I'll start. I mean, uh, obviously, we're constantly uh, assessing and then reassessing uh, the situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, anything is is entirely uh, uh, possible. Um, I would just say that uh, you know, when this is uh, you know, <laughs> when the season is all said and done, and I know it's uh, again, the situation is still volatile. Uh, we still have a, a lot of fires that are out there right now. Uh, but I will just say this, uh, this government is committed to uh, doing whatever it takes to help the people uh, of Alberta. And if it means uh, some form of uh, reassessment on on uh, a payment, then certainly we'll take a look at that. So that's kind of where we, are, where we are with that right now. And do you have a follow-up, Nicole? No, that's everything. Okay. Operator, can you put through our second caller? Catherine Grakowski, Alberta's Today. Yeah, thanks for taking my question. The first question would be for the minister. Um, so the premier has said she's requested um, some more wildfire investigators to try and tackle the cause of um, the unknown cause of fires. And I'm wondering what the status of that request is and how many in investigators you're requesting. Uh, yeah, I don't have a... a the exact uh, numbers, but uh, ever since the start of the wildfire season, uh, I can tell you that uh, wildfire has been work working very closely uh, with uh, the RCMP. Um, I can tell you that uh, um, during the um, uh, start of the wildfire season, I 
did check in with uh, the Deputy Commissioner Zablocki to ensure that uh, he had uh, the necessary resources to uh, regarding investigations that were going on or ongoing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all these fires um, are being investigated and um, um, they have to be. So uh, as far as additional resources, um, you know, if the, the Premier, of course, has made a request and we're making sure that uh, the RCMP and wildfire have all the necessary resources to conduct uh, um, conduct those um, uh, those investigations. But uh, they're, they're, they're very challenging, I can tell you, somebody who's been a part of them. Do you follow up, Catherine? Yeah, and I'm not sure who, who would be best to answer this, but I, I know there's about 372 that are confirmed human cause. And I'm, I'm wondering, do you have a breakdown of those numbers for how many are campfires, how many are agricultural activity, and how many are arson? Because I know there's just been a bit of muddled information out there, some historical arsons from 2021 and 2022 are being brought up again. Um, just wondering if there's a further breakdown of the human cost. Uh, so I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me and, and maybe, uh, maybe Bree does, uh, but certainly um, just going on memory uh, on one of the reports that I did read. Yes, there was, there was, um, uh, uh, there was um, arsons that were certainly uh, in the investigative process. Um, there uh, are also the human-caused uh, uh, fires, um, some, of course, uh, obviously uh, accidental, and uh, those are, are currently under investigation. And, of course, you also have uh, lightning strikes. So they, I think I think Alberta Emergency Management, or my apologies, I think Wildfire, uh, does have some data, data in regards to that. Uh, Bree, I don't know if you're able to supplement, or maybe Melissa can. Uh, definitely. I don't have the breakdown of the exact number of human-caused fires, but I can tell you that 360 of them so far have been human-caused this year. Human-caused doesn't necessarily mean arson. It could mean anything from an abandoned campfire to an industry-related fire to an inadvertent OHV fire. We're also seeing an emerging trend with fireworks and exploding targets. So it can mean a plethora of things. If it's not caused by lightning, it, we do make the assumption that it would be human-caused. So far this year, we've had 125 lightning-caused wildfires, so that should give a good indication as to what's out on the landscape. Perfect. And operator, can you put through our next caller? Thank you. Emmanuel Prince, Radio Canada. Hi. Uh, my question is for Melissa Story from uh, Alberta Wildfire. So on the, the dash state, Alberta Wildfire State State dashboard, it says that Right now, we're at 1.4 million hectares burned in Alberta. Um, is that a record number in in Alberta? At this time, yes, it is. Um, our previous record was set in 1981. It was 1,357,000 hectares burned. Uh, that said, these numbers can change when we do do reassessments of area burned. When we can go back and assess a fire that is under control, there is often vegetation that isn't burned over, so those numbers will fluctuate. Uh, but at this time, yes, 1.4 million is our record. And do you have a follow-up? My other question. Yep, for Minister Ellis. Um, we're hearing that the Edson area wildfires, so the Pembina complex, will soon be managed by an Australian team, and I'm sure you'll be thankful for them for their help. But does that mean that Alberta doesn't have enough resources to manage their own wildfire 
like if you need help from international, does that mean that uh, we're not capable of taking things, managing things in our own backyard? Well, I think this this question probably uh, I'll ask uh, Melissa to supplement, but uh, let me just say this. I mean, uh, the, the complexity of uh, this year's wildfire season is the fact that there were so many critical incidents all throughout the province. So it wasn't located to just one region of the province. We had so many crisis points that it required a multitude of different incident command teams. So uh, again, incident command is, is um, you know, something for which somebody needs to be trained in. Um, and again, we were faced with a very unprecedented situation, but maybe I'll ask Melissa if she can supplement that. Absolutely. We utilize resources from across Canada and internationally. We do have resource sharing agreements that are in place. These folks are trained to the same level of professionalism that we are here in Alberta. When we get the opportunity to have folks come from other agencies and respond to wildfires here, we're very grateful for the opportunity and we're, we're grateful that we have the support on the ground, uh, whether they be Australian, from BC, from New Zealand, from across Canada. We will take all the help that we can get at this point and we are so grateful for it. And operator, can you put through our next caller? Thank you. There are no additional questions in the queue at this time. All right. Thank you, everyone. That's all for today. Please note that a media situation report will be distributed later this afternoon.